This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp and Literati Books. We're happy to have them on board. <laughs> oh my God, bitches, we're back. We're back. Did Season four. Season four. How the hell How did, did that, that happen? happen? <laughs> Can you believe we made it? It didn't fall apart. The no. wheels didn't break off. It's great. It's really great. We're happy to be back with you guys. I think we had, well, this is, I don't know, 51st or 52nd episode. We got to no, look that up. stop. Something like that. Holy, yeah. we have to throw a party for 100. Stop with your party. <laughs> okay. One of these days I'm getting a party. Okay, here's the party <laughs> that we are now in. It's called Patreon. The Patreon party. And so folks, if you go to patreon.com slash ovaries talk, you can support the podcast, which is, which is cool. Yeah. But more importantly, you get extra behind the scene content. I mean, we are all over that. Bitch. Like for this week, we've got an extra question with our guest today. We've got mm-hmm. parenting tips that we've been putting up. It's all we videos. Jamie ranting about something. And every, every we're week. all over the place. We but, put up a couple new videos each week. Yeah. And, and there's all kinds of levels of support and you mm-hmm. get some shout outs and things like that. You know, we got some, we got some shout outs we do at the end of the episode. We got our Patreon. <laughs> all right. So this season, this season is going to be huge. Huge. We have some listeners. Huge. Big. Huge. Big. Huge mistake. <laughs> we've got listeners. We've got lawyers. We've got some famous Who folks. are some of those famous folks, Robin? Seth Radetzky. Yeah, I love oh him. Oh my God. I can't wait. I am so excited. Um, by the way, no big deal. The CEO of Glad. Huge. And her, her wife, who in her little, own right, famous Kristen Henderson from Antigone Rising. Yes, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I know. They're all going to be fantastic. <laughs> They're going to be like, who coming. are these idiots? Yeah. And we're chasing down some other big stories too. So yeah, you guys tune in and we're interviewing some listeners too. Yeah. So, yep. you know, they wrote in and we got them in because we're yeah. cray cray like yeah. that. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So, um, but we also, and this I think is really exciting. One of our listeners asked us to start a community on Facebook where listeners could talk to each other because mm-hmm. she was like, I have questions about about the process, but also about maybe things that happen on the podcast. So we started it. Yeah. So if you go to, if these ovaries could talk on Facebook, in in the community tab, you can join and, you know, I don't know, there's like a good, if these a hundred people in there already. Are that. there already? Yeah, and they're chatting and they're giving they, us I know they're talking so much. It's like adorable. If these ovaries could talk group. Yeah. On Facebook. Yep. Get in there. Ask us some questions. Or so, the community. You don't need to talk to us. I know. They don't care. Nobody us. cares about us, Jamie. They want to talk to each other. <laughs> they know we're not They're experts just like, in this. They're like, you two, shh. Get your guest in. So let's talk guest. Okay. Who do we have today? All right. I'm very excited about this. We have a guy named Matt, mm-hmm. who is a single gay dad by choice mm-hmm. of twins. I know. Can you imagine? First of all, single dad by choice. Mm-hmm. That's a big, mm-hmm. that's a big decision. And then he has twins. Yeah. On top of it all. And I, I can't even believe he had the time to carve out to come I, talk to us. So I, I have a feeling we're going to understand why once we talk to him. Let's get him in here. Let's get him in here. <laughs> come here, Matt. <laughs> Welcome! Hi! Matt's here with us. Matt or Matthew, what do you prefer? I think I've been called worse than both of those, so, <laughs> so bring it on. <laughs> I it's pretty Matt, much will answer you know what it anything. Is, it's Matt with two T's. I'm going to call you Matt with two T's. No, yeah, I think I'm really Matt not. with one T is never really. But you don't want like me. Maddie, like none of that, right? <laughs> I mean, not really my first choice. No. no. Well, we want to start with you or we start with everyone. We want the elevator pitch about you and your family. I'm an English guy living in Brooklyn. Always I had no wanted, idea. Uh, yeah. Always wanted to have kids, <laughs> reach that sort of magic 40 and realized I didn't have them yet and also mm-hmm. didn't have a man. So I started to, started to play back of if I met the best man who I was going to marry tomorrow, when would we have kids? And even at the most accelerated schedule, you're like, oh, that's far. Yeah. And then you say, you know what? 
this is going to make it a little harder maybe to get a partner, mm. but I'm not doing that well at this anyway. <laughs> at least <laughs> and at least now I can blame the kids in the future. I right. A, a right. Get out of jail free card. I sacrificed card. everything right. for you. Well, no, I'm more like... I'm just finding it hard to believe you're not doing well out there. I know. So this is this accent. Hey, all those like, single gay men out there, this is a tall drink of water. Maddie's available. <laughs> yes, with two children. With so, two nine-month-old So come help. So then I just sort of said, you know, this is... This is more important to me than holding out for a relationship, which I would really like, but that hadn't happened up to that mm -hmm. point. And then you just start having some conversations and you talk to some people that have done it and you work out what to do and you just take the first step. And after the first step is the second step. And two years later, last December, I had twins. Wow. God, you just make it seem so easy. When you were walking into the room with Robin, you told her your children are delightful. They, no, they are. <laughs> so we're already so different <laughs> from the start. No. They're, they're, they're most delightful when someone else is holding them. Right? Right. I think they're sort they, of, yeah, there's like a, a a perfect distance from your own children and it's about four feet because right? <laughs> when they're like when you're holding them you're in charge and you have to like not drop yeah. them and like all this <laughs> stuff right when someone else is holding them yeah. they're so pretty yeah right? i used to say and i still say kids are so perfect when they're sleeping yes because aren't they those you just walk in. i take so many pictures of my kids when they're asleep because i'm like there's little angels but don't you <laughs> they just can't be shitbirds then they're just angels yeah. but it, feel, it makes you feel so funny that you know this process took so long and it was so hard and so expensive mm -hmm. and then you're there with your kids and you're like how long is it until you go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like wait you, the, the sacrifices and the decisions that you made for this and you're literally counting down the minutes until you can put them to bed so you get your 20 minutes to yourself yeah well you might squeeze in a whole episode of the office before you go to bed <laughs> exactly or, or you might have to wait until the morning because you're so tired because you're so tired you're just waiting for those moments it is but you know what's a testament to you you actually still have the thought oh my god but remember how hard I worked <laughs> no, for you I, I do. don't have that oh, thought anymore I don't think about that at all anymore <laughs> We did yeah, okay. talk about how you got so, these babies. Yeah. Of let's yours. do this process because it was you, like you've you've alluded to that. But it I was, really want to get into this yeah. twins business. We got no, a lot. I mean, to cover, a lot so. to unpack. Bring it on. So through your network, spoke to other people that had had children in a sort of non-traditional way. What was, was your a, network? Was it just friends who had friends? Um, so I met a lot of strangers. Where the first phone call would be, "Hey, it's me, so and so's friend. Let's talk about how you had your children." Right. Right. And that was really like the first introduction. And you meet all these wonderful people. And you, you I think I really learned two things. The first was it's so hard to have children in any relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. our society puts so much pressure on people and everyone has someone in their family who had difficulties and there's almost some sort of like, oh, shame or you can't talk it. And this society just continues this ridiculous fallacy that it's just like, oh, I got pregnant. It was so easy. Mm -hmm. and, oh, look at this bumper. Isn't it big, beautiful? Like, no, it's hard. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh. So true. Even heterosexual couples, right? There's a lot of people that have yeah, a lot of difficulties. It's a miracle when a baby's born. Right. And I, I find that in the heterosexual world, it's even harder for them to talk about it. Absolutely. My goodness. But the second thing that everyone said was the agencies, the people, mm -hmm. the process. Ugh. Yeah. Which is why I ended up having two, because again, almost unanimously, people would say, if you want to have two, just do them both now, because mm. then you haven't got to go through this again. And yes, it's two instead of one. And yes, that's hard, but it's not twice as hard. And then well, a really, it's all you'll ever know, too. Right. And then a friend of mine said, you know, you can do diapers for four years or twice as many for two years. Right. And I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. So I'm like, <laughs> bring it on. And it isn't like, it isn't twice as hard, I don't think, but it is all I've ever known. And yeah. it's just, there are certain times of the day where only one of me and two of them 
just means that all of our lives are going to be a little bit worse. And when I'm, I mean, just, but there's nothing I can do about it. Like when I'm bathing one, mm-hmm. the other one has to be ignored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just no avoiding that. Yeah. And it means Not they, if you want to do a good job over here. It's just, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even if I rush it, they're still being ignored for just less time, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just now experiencing the sibling rivalry because I had my daughter. She was four when the son was born, and now I'm seeing the jealousy. I never mm-hmm. had to experience that. You get that right away. So yeah. you're like, you're going to be yeah. by the time they're. Five, you're a pro at this. But they'll be like fantastic sharers. Yeah. Well, and there is that. There's there's the fact they're always going to have each other. And yep. my daughter was always beating up on my son, even in the womb and <laughs> through like six months. At a girl. And now he's sort of like, he pushes her a little bit and pulls on her a little bit and she screams. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, well, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> like, You've been punching him for eight solid it's months. It's been a while. And then, I, and then I, she thinks I don't notice. I'm like, that didn't hurt you at all. Right, right. Because now she's playing out. If I scream and my brother is near me, mm-hmm. I get much quicker attention. Mm-hmm. You know what's hilarious is that I have a daughter and a son and that's exactly the relationship. Like she mind fucks him and she'll do something to get him to punch her. And then she goes, ow, in the other room. You know it didn't hurt her at (laughs) all. And then she just like looks so sweet. That's mm-hmm. the, and that's the, the but he blows it so I'm like you're not supposed to hit no matter what no matter what but <laughs> but that's the, I mean that's also one of the, the terrible stereotypes about boys and girls right my right. son but it's me. true though it is so true and isn't it I awful? didn't make this up I know it's I hate like, it I hate, my I kids both do it they it. do the same thing both of them they do the same exact thing I want to rebel against it, but I can't because it's no. so true. Like he literally smiles and dribbles and that's about that. Yeah. She notices everything. She's mm-hmm. like a cat. Like, I'm like scared of her. And I say to her like, <laughs> you understand it all, don't you? I'm like, smile if you understand it. And she'll smile. I'm like, well, did you do that because I said smile or because you actually understand it? And now I'm like second guessing a seven month old. She's already And I'm being head. like played at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being played by someone who's a toddler. She totally is. Hey, Robin. Yeah. Do you ever feel like something is interfering with your happiness (laughs) (laughs) or maybe it's preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I've got four jobs, two kids and a wife, and I am so stressed that my shoulders are up to my ears. (laughs) Yes. Okay. A, breathe. Okay. And B, there is good news. What? There's better help. They can help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And get this, you can start communicating with that therapist within 24 hours. I have to tell you, I love BetterHelp. Yeah. I heard about them last year. Mm-hmm. And of course, as soon as I did, I sent Mary. You <laughs> noticed that I said I didn't go. I sent and, Mary. And me, by the way. Yeah, you too. <laughs> and But anyway, though, Mary loves it. And it's because it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's literally professional counseling that's done securely online. Yeah, and they have such a wide range of expertise in their in their counseling network. And it's also great for folks who maybe live in like smaller areas mm-hmm. who don't have as much access to yep. things. I mean, and it's it's available to everybody worldwide. So you can just like log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor. I mean, Mary does, I mean, I'm literally airing Mary's laundry, but she does that all the time because <laughs> she feels like it keeps the therapy alive during the week. <laughs> My therapist is always messaging me because I don't message her <laughs> um, but she thinks that she gets timely, thoughtful responses, and she just loves that she can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and you don't ever have to sit in that uncomfortable, stupid waiting room. No, you just sit in your living room. Love that. Better help is 
also committed to great matches. So they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you need, because you never know. And I like that it's more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aids available. So to our listeners who want to check this out, visit betterhelp.com slash OCT, and you could join the over 500,000 people that are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. An experienced professional. Listen, guys, for If These Ovaries Could Talk listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash O-C-T. Get it. Do it. Okay, so let's okay, let's wait, go through so this. Let's yeah, go through it. the process. Or what? Did, what? Ha- let's go for through step one. So when uh, you talk to friends, yeah, friends. step one, and then you know, you. I guess the first, the first part is realizing that it's possible. Mm. I okay, single gay dude, can I do this? Yes, you can. And then you're like, well, I always said I wanted this. Now that I can, like, do I really? <laughs> right? Because you you want to say you want a lot of things, right? And mm-hmm. then I was so sort of like, no, like I really do. And it took a long time to think about it. And then my sort of financial way of working is to always overextend myself. So I very yeah. much <laughs> broke this into two steps. I said, you know, I'm going to get the the eggs mm-hmm. and get that taken care of and paid for and those decisions. And then I'm going to chill and then I'm going to sell my house and that will have enough capital for the, for the surrogacy. So... Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember how I found my agency. I think NYU recommended my agency and they just kept sending across profiles of all these young women, which is... For egg donors. Yeah, egg donors. It's, it's so bizarre. You're I know. sitting there and these lovely young women who you don't know and you're like, oh, I'm going to reject you because your grandfather's a bit short. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, God, <laughs> it's so harsh. We call this, we have a term for this. It's the search for Superman. It really well, for is. us, no, it's Superwoman. the search for, Yeah, exactly. Because the things that you, like Robin jokes that she... Eczema. It was eczema. <laughs> that, you know, and for me, it was like he had acne. No, we can't take yeah. him. He had acne. Like, who didn't have acne, right? No, so I was more about the parents and the grandparents and how you. tall were they, education, yeah. all of this. And right. they had all, had we're all like, this. yeah, that's probably better than what we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I had all this analysis. I had all this analysis. And then I went to see the, the doctor. He's like, so, you know, are we going to do this? Are you going to pick someone? I'm like, well, doctor, like, what's, what, what's genetic and what's this? And he's like, this is my field and none of it really matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, get a nanny without a cell phone. And that's more important than anything. And I'm like, <laughs> so true. Oh, okay. What a great piece so then, of advice. Right? Oh so then God. as a gay man, I've never done this. For the first time ever, I picked the pretty chick. Right? <laughs> 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 and she was absolutely beautiful. And I loved her. I guess, it's not really a resume. I'm a profile, I guess. And family history and just everything about her. And She fit. She fit. And there's some moments of real clarity in this, right? And I think... Through this process, I definitely cried more than in my entire life combined. Really? Yeah, not even before they were born. I mean, I was all cried out, right? And then really? when they're born, you know how that goes. It doesn't, yeah, then you're even It doesn't worse. get drier from there. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this, there's a couple of moments that really stand out. One of them was this, this lovely uh, clinical psychologist or psychiatrist or someone employed by NYU that you have to be interviewed before you can accept the genetic material of another human being. Right, right, right. Right? So it's yeah. very medical. It's not very much like, will you be a good father? No. They're like, we don't, it's up to you, right? Can we give you, can we entrust you with this genetic material? And so we're having this interview and she's asking me these questions and I'm just crying every time she says <laughs> child. And I'm like, can you just call them chairs or something for now? Because we're going to be here a while. Because like, it was still at the early. I was like, still, am I paying you by the hour? <laughs> it's so interesting, but I, I don't want to interrupt, no, interrupt you, but I do because I was so cut off throughout the whole process. I had no emotions. Really? It was just, no, I had to cut it off. I, I guess. I don't know. I think I was Maybe pretty I cut off, no but then there would just be ever so often it would all come flooding out. Wow. Um, and this was one of those times. So she's questioning me and she's like, so why? So why? And trying to answer. She's 
she's like, okay, so by the time your kids are three, they have some concept of where they come from. So lay it out to me. Mm. I'm your three-year-old daughter. Where do I come from? Had you thought about this yet? Clearly not when I tell you what I said. <laughs> so I'm like fussing, you know, fussing around like, well, there was this woman and this other woman. They're part of our family. But she's like, stop, try again. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, there was this lady and then uh, she gave me her eggs. Well, I have eggs for breakfast. I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, so I'm doing all this and she's like, how about this? How about daddy really wanted you? And just like every child ever born, you come from three special parts of the human body. Sperm, embryo, womb. And in many relationships, daddy has the sperm and mummy has the womb and the embryo. But some people only have the womb and some only have the embryo and your daddy only had the sperm. So daddy went to his doctor and said, please doctor, I really want to have children. Can you help me? And with the doctor, we went out and we found a lady who donated her embryos and a lady who rented her womb i can't remember the exact right <laughs> word now <laughs> and and we created you and and that's where you were born and you come from the same three parts of the human body as every other child and i know i know right I, by the way i was just like can you come over to the house and just like read to me like, you're just delightful your voice i was ah. just like this well it's not actually my work it's her work right? and that was like, you remembered it very well no, believe me uh, she sent me uh she sent me like a, a an editable pdf that you can just like chuck in your own kids pictures oh. and she's already written the narrative but that was actually a detour from the from the, the egg donor story and she had said to me because my egg donor was mixed race that was very important to me Whenever I had visions about my children, they were always mixed race. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why it was just, that was what was logical to me. And that was how my visions were ever since I was a kid, right? I've always wanted to see children for a very long time. And I never really thought about it much. You mm -hmm. think about it a bit, but it just, right. it's as natural to me as breathing, as mm -hmm. having brown eyes, as being gay. It's just part of, you know, who I am. So she starts pushing me on this. She says, you know, you've elevated the egg donor in the eyes of your children because they will know that, you know, the, the blended skin tone they have is you and her and that certain features maybe come from her. So she has been elevated. Is in that a good thing or a bad thing? So I said, I'm not scared of her. Like, <laughs> like, no, but seriously, like I'm not, I'm not afraid of her with my children. A, they probably will never meet her. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's not like a secret Right, mm -hmm. Daddy only had the sperm. Like, and why wouldn't you know? she be thankful right, exactly. or put them on some kind but of also pedestal? I don't, they help make her. I never wanted them to feel like I had any sort of reluctance or animosity or fear or anything about her. So she was pushing me a lot, lot, lot. And she's like, you know, why not a white girl? That'd be so much easier. And I'm like, no, that's not it. And she kept pushing me. She's like, tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. And I wasn't really getting the words. And then it all just sort of like, it all just sort of erupted at the same time. And I said, this is probably the most important decision I will ever make. Mm. And it will make my relationship with my children a little more difficult. Most Western countries in this world, I think we would admit have racial challenges. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it will make my children's lives more difficult. Mm -hmm. And you're making a decision that makes your unborn children's lives more difficult. So right. you're like, wow, good parenting. Right. Right? <laughs> Starting uh, off in the hole. <laughs> right. And then, so she sort of looked at me and she said, but why? And I said, I will not sell out on my children before they're even born. I'm not going to look at them and be like, you picked a Spanish lady because you were too scared of picking your truth and look at my children and think coward. Because mm -hmm. now when I look at my children, I think, 
you fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You did exactly what was your truth. And my children will know right. that they are exactly how they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of belonging to themselves and to me, like there will be challenges in our relationship for sure, but there's no daylight there. There's no, again, there's no secret. There's no surprise like, oh, you're mixed race. How did that happen? Like, no, like that was by was choice. choice. On purpose. On 100%. purpose. You are purposefully, intentionally created in this beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Did your answer, maybe you don't care? What Was it enough for her? Like, what was she oh, trying to get you? Was she trying to- She got to- there. And actually, you know, as I relate it to you guys now, it's I said it quite calmly, but- when I said it to her, it was ferocious. Mm. Like you were was, already being protective of these children. She was goading you. She, she was, was go. She was totally to. goading me, but it was more that I hadn't really reached a resolution with myself. And then like live on the spot, she's like, reach it now. Right. And share it. Yeah. But that's, and then, and, and it solidified it for you. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Right. <laughs> like, thank God. Now I, you know thank, why. Thank, now I, really, I know why. Then, <laughs> That's their job, though. It's totally their their job job is to make sure you've thought things through, to make sure that you understand consequences. And like, it's it's not their job to say it was right or wrong what you chose, just that you are good with it and strong with it. It sounds like you knew exactly what the fuck you wanted. In the end, I think I always had underneath, but I hadn't worked it out for myself. And I think you're absolutely right that the people that love you, the people that are, you know, she was employed by them to do her job. I get it. Professionals, they often make you feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Right. But they, almost always lead you to a better place. Right. But I just want to say the process, because we're in this process where we're already paying for something that in some ways is easier or perceived easier for the heterosexual people, you're already on guard. So on guard. We talked about that with, we had a person who does this process for RMA Connecticut and we had her in here and we talked about that, you know, about how some people feel like walking into it already, like who are you to get my business about why I'm doing something? But I understood why the, after talking to her, I understood the point of the process. I never felt that. I always felt that those conversations were in my best interest and Mm -hmm. that was the law. So I didn't really have a choice. Right. And she was a professional doing her job where I was on guard was the ridiculously creative ways they find to separate you from your cash. That drove me crazy almost to the point where I quit. I was just like, I can't. They're so grimy. Yeah. And then my brother, I've said this quote a number of times. He said to me, you know what? You have a choice. If you want the kids, you've got to write the checks. And mm-hmm. that's it. You can argue about it. You can be right. Yeah, they sound like assholes. But at the end of the but day. But do you want your kid? Do you want the kids? You've got to yeah. write the checks. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop counting. So I stopped the spreadsheet. I stopped the tracking. I was like, oh, you want okay. three and a half thousand dollars for something that's pretty vague? Sure. Would you like four? Great. How about five? Oh, sure. <laughs> Let's just hold it. You know, and it's <laughs> just. like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's as surrogacy becomes more mainstream, right? As as people look to have babies in, in more and more less traditional ways. The scrutiny, oversight, cost of this industry have to come plummeting down, and almost I would think so, right? Yeah, not so much from the cost. It was, you know, I spent a little bit less than two hundred, probably. Holy fuck! Mm. My problem was not the amount, although of course a hundred would have been a lot better. My problem was that the two women involved got a less than a third of that. Yeah, and yes, of course there are multiple doctors. There are a lot of visits. I get that. So even if you add up the cost of what I call pure healthcare, mm-hmm. you know, she's a pregnant surrogate. She needs to go to the doctor all the time. Okay. That, that's great. I right? having given birth. It costs a lot of money. Great. It's all the other stuff 
the escrow fees yeah. and the insurance research fees and all of that that uh, adds up to 50 grand. You're like, really? Right. Yeah. Because they know you've got to pay. Yeah. Right. And that just drove me berserk. There's a bunch, right? The one, there's a couple that drove me mad. I, I ran out of surrogate agencies before I landed on my final one, which I didn't love an awful lot, mainly because they don't tell the truth. So the first one, I said, okay, so please break this down. Well, if you get our full package, there'll be uh -huh. no extra costs. So I'm like, well, that sounds sense because the full package is a number that works for me. If there's no additional costs and that, that's fine. Well, we now need an escrow management fee. Well, we just you said, said no extra costs. You said no extra costs. Oh, well, that's third party. Okay, so who's the third party? Oh, it's an escrow company. Oh, well, I guess. These funds only covered our costs. Oh, well, I guess that's a bit of a fine line. I'm going to go Shady. with it. But you know what I found out? Also, they could have estimated well, all I, that up front, too. It's worse. The escrow company is owned by the same woman who owns the surrogate company. Uh, so it's just a shell game. Wow. So you, we have learned through the podcast that there are so many different surrogacy agencies out there, and some are better than others. Yep. You know, and some, some say there are no additional costs, and they have lied, and some they say actually but, hold true to it. But no matter what, what the heard. number's still the same, which means it's probably the same fees. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, no one has ever said, I went to this great agency and it was only 75,000. They're always, they're always like, it's between 150 yeah, and it's, 200. It's so it's like, I remember trying to say to them, okay, so that's, you know, $50,000 gap. Right. Explain to me what makes up the gap. Right. Yeah. Because I'm having one surrogate, two babies, like the, extra the, fees for twins, extra but, fee, which right. by the way, if you're paying the but, surrogate, great. But then you, but then that, that can be accountable because I'm having yes. twins. Mm -hmm. Yes. But then right. how do you still get me leaving with a $50,000 possible gap? Right. Because I can try and take out all the variables. I'm having twins. Let's add that on. Yeah. And it still leaves this massive gap. My favorite one was when they say, we need to get special insurance for your surrogate. Yeah. Lloyd's of London all sounds very expensive, right? And they say, well, what we can do is we can research it for you. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the experts. I should do that. Like, right. it's going to get really expensive if I get this wrong. It's $1,500 to research it. Okay. Which, by the way, there's probably two places that do oh, it, oh and they already know it. Why do they need to research so it? So they researched it. They came up with a policy. My surrogate, who was fantastic, mm -hmm. she said, you know, I Googled surrogate insurance in Florida, and it's a policy that came up first. <laughs> so then I called them up to complain Mm -hmm. The lady who answered the phone was the lady I'd been working with on the research. was the fucking receptionist. Uh, so it was like a one-lady shop. No, but she, they just it's said, just while you're not app. answering the phone, Google this a couple of times and we'll get $1,500 out of this fool. Yeah. It's yeah. just, just made up new wow. way of getting $1,500. Hmm. And, like, and by the way, there's no Googling they even need to do. At this point, they know it's, they probably already well, have they, a deal with right. the person that they do. <laughs> exactly All right. they're doing is calling in with your social and your and the surrogates and they're saying, um, give me, like what you can do an online quote. Right, exactly right. For which I could have done in four minutes. Yeah. And so everyone who said to me, if you want more than... One, do it all together. Thank because you to them because the they were costs. right. If you have a choice. So you've said a couple of times that you wanted twins. Mm -hmm. I mean, you put two eggs in in hopes of twins. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want twins to start with. Oh. But, um, there's just okay. one of me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, it wasn't my plan. But then because all these people said, don't go through this twice. Mm. The no, heartache, I the financials. And you always knew you wanted two? I always knew I wanted two. Okay, yeah. So then I said, okay, well, all these people have said the same thing. Let's go for two. Yeah. But I didn't really know how hard it would be. Cause right. So so at the time, <laughs> yeah, he, he says with stupidity looking back. Uh, so at the time, there was no downside. Right. So I did. I put in two. The first two didn't work. Put in two. We, don't, we only had six. 
because you know the way the math works you get 29 right, so you, scales down yeah. scales you have to down do two different so, cycles right so you got an egg donor got an egg donor so had had the embryos combined them did the pgd testing had that all paid for in the freezer boom mm-hmm. right then i sold my house because I didn't have any cash left. It takes a while to sell a house, got myself settled, like, boom, okay, I have, I have cash now. So then uh, the agency that I used for the embryo, the, the uh, egg donor, didn't do surrogacy. So like I said, I went through two others, was very on guard for the add-ons, fired the first one, fired the second one. There was only really one big one left. Did come recommended from two different people, met with them, liked them. They just so happened to have a super surrogate who'd come back on the market only looking for a gay guy. But wait, she is twice as much. Oh. So I got completely hustled. But wow. at that point, I was like, you know what? I had a great a call with her. Surrogate. Super surrogate. It's amazing. And that was even before twins. Yeah, then you have the twin, the twin uh, add on top. Bumped it up. But then I was like, you know what? It's the right time. She's so great. Mm-hmm. Like the agency are going to be assholes all the time. Just accept it that she's special. Accept it that they want to charge you double. Back to my brother, just write the checks. Yep. Just write the, the checks. Baby. And then once she's pregnant, you're yeah. you're with her, right? I mean, or she you're was going in Florida. Um, no, I mean like on a week, we, we both cut the agency out. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Like they would, Every time there was a big event, the agency lady would email me so that in the future she could say, hey, I was part of all of it. Right. Right. And ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because but my surrogate and I actually... Our mutual distaste at the agency helped us to bond. Oh, that's good. So that good. was the thing they were most useful for. Having and she was a super surrogate. Oh my God, so. she was like literally a, I don't have any frame of reference. Yeah. However, she was spectacular. We, I went down for every major scan, so every month. Wow. I, I, it was really weird because I'm, I'm sitting here in New York and mm-hmm. she's pregnant and I'm just like doing my life. Right. Yeah. And then there'd be a phone call or a visit and you'd see a scan and it'd be like this massive like change for like two yeah. days and then you fly back. And then you're and back yeah. to life. It was very, very bizarre. There was no sort of gradual build up. It was just this crazy spike and then almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the scans. Just call and be like, they're still in there, right? Right. Great. I mean, we, one of the scans, it's how protective she was over me. The lady didn't get a very good uh, image, the, the nurse. She said, do it again. He flew all the way from New York. Oh, I even said anything. She is a super star. Oh, she was breathtaking. You know what I love? Well, she knew what she was doing too. She, does, she was she, just like, that's not how it's supposed to look. And you know what? It. She, yeah, she absolutely, yeah. she, she seemed to get the blend of relationship, personal connection and business mm. bang on. Mm-hmm. Like as she was being in the morning, she was giving birth. I let her pick the doctor. I let her pick the actual day. I decided very early on, there were a few hills I would die on everything else I'd let her choose mm-hmm. right That's so really interesting she chose my kid's birthday I'm I, 10th 11th 12th 15th like I, yeah what's the difference I don't right. really yeah. care but she wanted a certain doctor she wanted to get she had a c-section she wanted to have it a little have them a little early so she get back for Christmas with her family mm-hmm. I'm okay with that mm-hmm. yeah right if ever there was a good reason to have my children a little earlier so that she could heal in time to spend Christmas with her right. children mm-hmm. yeah that, that was the relationship we had so on the morning that that's your day of giving birth. She shows me her phone and she says, this is my kid's new in-ground pool. They've never had a pool before and you paid for that. Oh, and it, exactly. That's exactly the response that I had. And it might sound like, I love oh, that that's so, how she's but it, it, it she's is. Like, Bitch, we got a pool. Exactly right. Like <laughs> some people would say that's also financial and so transactional, but I'm like, no, like I, you, co- you contributed to her kid's I did. life. Yeah. And, and a lot of people here is a woman who's decided what to do with her body, her life in concert with her husband mm-hmm. and her family. Mm-hmm. 
good on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is not put upon. I dare anyone to tell me that she was in any way subjected to me or in right. any way deprived of anything. This is, this is a woman who took her own destiny. If anything, she was running the show. She absolutely was running the show. She's, I don't want to speak about her. This is her story, but like she's changed the financial future of her family by doing this a number of times. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Has anybody ever tried to say something like that to you? I mean, people, when, when a number of people, when they hear surrogate, mm-hmm. I think for some reason it conjures up some sort of weak, put upon woman Handmaid's you've taken tale. advantage of. I right. haven't watched that because I think it'd be too disturbing, but it's I think it sounds It's right. so disturbing. So good, and I'm like, so bad. why would you think that? Right. Yeah. This is a, this is a powerful woman mm-hmm. who made her own choices and her choices met my, my, my choices and we had a wonderful time together. Yeah, I just I have I would never think anything negative of the whole experience, but I guess there's people. I, I mean, mean everybody's got people an opinion, out there right? with all kinds of opinions. Jamie, I got to be honest. Isn't it just much easier to plop our kids in front of the screen than make them read? Uh-huh. I mean, I know the kids who read books have better vocabularies and longer attention spans, but that doesn't seem to stop me. Oh, that's why you need literati. Oh my god, talk to me. <laughs> Literati. It's a subscription book club that it makes it easy to um, find unique and interesting books for your kids. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Basically, they mail like five teacher-approved books. Now, that's an important note. Teacher-approved. Yes, teacher-approved. They mail them to your child every month. It's also the book club subscription that teachers buy for their own kids. You know what I like about this? What? Is it means that I don't have to search the library high and low yelling, what about this one? Or yell at my son because he's reading Big Nate for the one millionth time. (laughs) Well, listen, each literati box contains five age-appropriate books based on a theme, like The Spirit of Adventure, you know, or um, The Animal Kingdom. It also contains exclusive original art. Ooh. uh Uh-huh. And a personalized note to your child. Dude, my daughter freaking loved the note to her. She felt so special. She loves notes. Yeah. Right? And parents and teachers across the country are seeing a difference. One parent actually told Literati that after about a year of being in the club, their second grader is reading at a fifth grade level. That is amazing. I know. So basically each month I can just buy the books I want and return the rest. Yep. It's easy and free. Okay. I am sold. Okay, yep. and, and guess what? For our listeners, for a limited time, go to literatibooks.com and use the promo code OVARIES for $20 off your first box. Plus, kids three and up get a special black light pen. Ooh, oh my God, how fun is that? This is their best offer available anywhere. To get it, you have to go to literatibooks.com, promo code OVARIES for $20 off your first box, plus a free black light pen for kids three and up. Literatibooks.com. Promo code ovaries. 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 Can I can I turn it a little bit and can we talk about like being a single dad of, yeah, sure. of yeah, twins and go. like and like I, I mean I want to know all of it. Like you didn't know care, what was dating, gonna hit you. Like how is it all like how does it all work? So there is a, a couple of things. There's a there's a set schedule. My kids are on it and I play my role in it, right? I, I wake them up. I do uh, 6.30 to 7.30 Wait, every you morning. you wake them up? Yeah. Wow. I, my kids, I never had the, the I mean, chance they, to wake them up. Sometimes they're awake, but yeah. they, they generally are chill. You got until to. I well, I think with two, you got to keep them on a schedule, right? Well, yeah, I mean, no, I'd love to talk about the schedule for a little bit because yeah, that's something Please do. That please I, do. I, 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 some quite strong opinions on. Oh, I um, love this. Look, so I, I, do, I do wake up. Then I have the morning nanny comes in. Mm-hmm. Then my au pair who lives with me takes over and she does the days. And then I come back. She does 
early evening feed and bathes them. And then I come back and do the last feed and then put them to bed. So I get about two hours with them every single day. Mm-hmm. Get good two hours. I get yep. them first thing in the morning and last thing at night. So mm-hmm. they're all happy and playful in the morning. <laughs> and then I get to read them a story and we have our little bedtime routine and I sing to them and all this stuff. So we have, that's nice. And then I get them both days on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I think as a sort of traditional dad, if there were to be a, a woman primary <laughs> caregiver. That's a very right? interesting way to look at that. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when I look at being a, a single dad, I'm doing really well to, to be able to spend two hours a day and then full days on the weekends. I, I feel pretty blessed. And um, the old pair lives with you, you said? Yeah, I had to move because she, she requires her own bedroom and three bedrooms are difficult to find. So I moved out further away to be able to afford that. However, the au pair situation works really well. She's great. She gets to live in New York in a safe house, a nice house. She gets her bills paid for and food and cell phone and subway card and spending money. And I get reliable. So she does economic- Monday to Friday, nine to five ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, she leaves early morning. on a Thursday cause she has a personal commitment and I come home a little early from work to do that. And then she stays later on a Monday and a Tuesday. So I stay later at work and it all gels really nicely. It Wait. doesn't, the only time it doesn't work is when there's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like well, if I have to have a work dinner or I have to travel. Thing like record a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like this, yeah. Yeah, but like it just, if something happens, then you just need to plan it a bit better. Yeah. And then every so often you just got to say no. Yeah. Like if someone say, hey, can you do this on Thursday? I'd be like, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm not even going to try and ask one of my friends if I can blow up their whole Thursday mm-hmm. night on two days notice. Because no. that's just kind of rude. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see you next Monday. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we have some friends that tried the impromptu thing. I'm always like, no, like you have to like, you have to say to me in advance, I'd like to see you. Absolutely. And I'm like, and then I would love to see you I and I'd love, love to, to see schedule you. it. And then we'll see each other. Otherwise I can't, you. you're going to email me and I already have 47 things. And people say it's so difficult. It's like, no, I can do anything. I can be away from my kids for a whole day, a whole night, a dinner out, late night drinks. I can do anything. You just got to give me a week. Yeah. And then people tend to feel that's such an imposition. We need notice. When you're a parent, you need notice. You do. I also mm-hmm. find that, I mean, I have a couple of friends who are don't have kids who are just like, you're not giving me the time you used to. And I'm like, no, I'm not because I can't. Right. I, or maybe I, like I started saying, I don't actually want to. Like, I would like to see you, but I want to spend time with my wife and yeah. I want to spend time with my kids. And yeah. I'm prioritizing that. And I mean, if you don't understand that, then we have a bigger problem. And a lot more entertaining is done in the home now. Yeah. Right? And it's, that's Yeah, by that's the way, lovely. come over. I'll run the blender. Come over. I'll, I'll always, drinks. We have friends over all the time. Oh, me yeah. too. It's, it's, you come to our house. Yeah. You, yeah. It's, and, and we do last minute too. Yeah, sure. You're in the neighborhood. Come over. Coming over, you can do, do in half an hour's notice. Because yeah. our kids like you better than us. So we My trademark is as soon as you walk in the house, you get a child. Yeah. yeah. Like wash your hands. <laughs> Don't care whether your shoes are on or off. You may have sat down. Here's a child. There's a cha- yeah. Here's a baby. We yeah. single white female um, friends of ours who did this like joint movie night. And, and I still think it's the greatest thing in the world. Like you have two rooms and the parents are in one room and the kids are in the other and you put a movie on up there that the kids want to watch in one room and then the other room the parents get to watch a different movie perfect and so it's like you need to have two TVs then yeah <laughs> we have an iPad I almost so, said I, we've never had anybody who had no pair before is okay. it weird having someone live in the house with you that you're not in relationship with it is a little weird because it's someone who you really don't have any affection affinity any connection there's a transactional there is a transactional to it. to it and then you've also got to work out how do you want to relate to this person mm-hmm. like she and I chatted quite a lot at the start and I said, I don't really want to have dinner with you every night. 
And she said, oh, good, because I don't have dinner with you every night. Yeah, because right. then it's like, then it's pressure. Right. right. And then I think so many times in many sorts of relationships, you just don't say the thing. Mm-hmm, and yeah. both of you become like more and more unhappy. You hear the single guy with right. the relationship expertise. <laughs> 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 but like, she is extremely independent. Mm-hmm. She comes and goes as she pleases. And I love that. That must right. have been such a breath of fresh air when you could say because that. one of the agency's like, oh, biggest fears is like, if she's always in her room, she's not happy. And then if she says, oh, I don't like New York, what that really means is I don't like you, hmm. right? Anything about really? New York or the city is actually you and she doesn't know how to vocalize it. But my au pair is outgoing, confident, brave to the point of sometimes I'm like, mm, like, because <laughs> now I've, I'm a brand new dad of eight-month-old twins and also a brand new dad of a 20-year-old daughter right. in some right. ways, yeah. right? This is someone's child living in my house, which right. is a child, woman, 20-year-old It's like you're woman. a mentor almost. Right, but it's also like, I want to say though sometimes like, what time are you coming home, young lady? Yeah. <laughs> but like, Don't totally, you dare go to that rave. But it's totally not my place, but yeah, then it's kind of my place. It's an unusual relationship because Very I feel protective over her but clearly I have no decision. I have some decision rights, I guess, but I don't really. Not really. But you also I don't have really. To- and once you start doing that, I think you're in a weird place. Yes. So, yeah. you know, I have Because you have to maintain boundaries. You do. And I, I, I really don't care where she goes when she's not with the kids. Like it's totally her life. And I want her to be out exploring this wonderful city. It's why she's here. I worry about her a little bit, you know? That's nice. It's good yeah. that you worry. Yeah, it's a... It's a I generally am very laissez-faire with her. Yeah. And then the the agency gate, I mean, the agency, uh, this agency are wonderful. They give you great pieces of advice, like only one correction per week. Oh, Do I don't they, give the babysitters any corrections. I'm like, man, no, that's fine. That's good. Let's just, okay, we're good. And it's, like anything, go. it's not even anything major. It's like a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay, my kids are now eating oatmeal and, mm-hmm. and pureed food instead mm-hmm. of just a bottle. So there's a lot more mess. The high chairs weren't clean enough for me. Right. So yeah. I said, hey, so was it last week's correction? I said, hey, could you just at least once a week take off the cushions and just put them in the wash? Yeah, of course. She did that every time. And now I see the straps. The are straps are the worst. Filthy. Because they have all the bits with the plastic yeah. and they're made oh, of yeah, sort yeah. of like, like material that encourages the stuff to go in. So then this week's correction was, hey, can you just put the straps through the laundry? Do you think that she's like, till they're two. Do you you think she's she's like, on Tuesday, she's like, here he comes with this week's correction. (laughs) (laughs) She's listening to this right now. Because, you know, the agency's probably like, he's going to give you a correction once a week. Just ignore it, but take it. I think they're playing both sides. Yeah, they have to be. Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, we're it does, a, as long as it works. I mean, if your corrections are, you know, there's too much, you know, food on the table. That's a right. normal thing for, you know, that's yeah. not, you I don't talk, take offense to that. I talk to my friends, I'm like, oh, how should I do this and do that and whatever. And the conclusion always ends up being like, everything to sort of like 80% is perfect. Right. If you yeah. obsess on the last 20%, you risk jeopardizing mm-hmm. yes. all of the 80. My kids are safe. My kids are clean. My kids are on yeah. schedule. They're well-fed. I mean, the rest of it is just- I would say no matter what it is, whether it's like searching for an apartment or a job or whatever, you get 85%. Yeah. So like you can't, like if like our 15% is maybe sometimes our downstairs neighbors. Yeah. Hopefully they don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know what? That's the 15%, but the other 85% is fantastic. So Absolutely it's like I could perfect. get really bunged up about the 15 or yeah. I could just be like, you know what? I got 85%. And 85% is is pretty, good, pretty good average. It's also just really great that you have all this help. Yeah. Um, I mean, my it's fine. I'm sure you felt the same way that your friends really bifurcate. There's those that get it and those that don't. It's yep, almost yeah. like yep. when you come out, there's yeah. a real like, yep. okay, so you're over here and you're over here. Right, I'm going right. to see you a little bit less now. Yep. And I think with the kids, a lot of people self-select out. Yep. Mm. I had a lot of people that came once 
almost like paid their dues yeah, 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 and yeah. haven't been back. And yeah. then they were freaked out. Um, Wait, there's a phase two to that too, by the there way. There is? Phase two is- I have um, many, many more friends to lose. There's <laughs> people who parent differently than you do. Uh, and that'll, that'll well, be also already in the Already you guys are out of my circle because you're talking schedule and I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> so Enjoy I'm not sleeping. Did you say Jamie's face when you said schedule? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I would imagine you don't find many more people more rigid on the schedule than I am. I, I was Here's, pretty, I was this pretty is my yeah. only two yeah. cents. And I feel like there are listeners out there who have to hear this. Your kids took to the schedule. There are some kids and, and I know you're going to think you're going to think it's because I, I held to the schedule so hard. Robin felt that way with her first and it worked out with you. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't hold to the schedule with my second because it's different having them. But also he wouldn't phases. have, he wouldn't have. I have so many feelings about the schedule because we worked so, so, so hard to, to follow the schedule for our daughter and it just didn't work out for us. It was uh, a battle. Our yeah, house was a battle first kid. for, th- for the three years. And then the second kid, we're like, we are not like we have PTSD over the hell we went through so that we're like, yeah, whatever he wants to do. Although I think this baby would probably <laughs> adhere to a schedule so easily. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. We're good. We're just going. We just go with the flow. You have set up a schedule because it works for your life and because you you kind of have to. You're a single dad and you have to have a troop of people that come in and off. It's just like it's you've done the version of daycare, but with people coming into your house. Yeah. And I, that makes you scheduled people. It just It wasn't does. even... So I hired a newborn care specialist for the first 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's not even my schedule. Like none of this is my expertise. It's all hers. Right. And she basically said to me, there are many ways we can do this. Tell Mm -hmm. me what sort of dad you want to be. And I'm like, look, there's one of me, two of them. Yeah. I need to sleep. I work full time. Mm -hmm. I got a demanding job. I got to get sleep and I've got to know what I'm doing. Well, I'm a kind of a scheduled structured kind of guy. She's like, say no more. So she and set up a schedule that worked for you. She set the whole schedule that worked yeah. for me and the kids. And my kids are so on schedule. They have amazing. They haven't woken up or slept or fed probably more than 15 minutes off target time. Any <sighs> rotation, any day of their so, whole life. So yeah. needless to say, they sleep through the night. Every night since they were eight weeks old, both amazing. of them. Wow. Yeah. This, um, by the way, this is a- Do they sleep in separate cribs? for getting help. Separate cribs in the same, in the same, in the same room. bedroom. Yeah. Not in the room with you. No. I think they have a little chunter every so often. Right. Like I think they wake up, but they don't wake up enough, <laughs> right? For me to actually be worried. I right. think once a couple of Sundays ago, my daughter screamed in a way I've never heard her scream. Right. Like just fled up the stairs and she's just lying there asleep. I'm like, well, what, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> was that? Early I turned on the light. I'm like, is there a bug? I'm yeah. like, there was a bug. different one. You know the different ones. They're like, this is a whole new yeah, level. No, you yeah. know, you know. And I slammed on the light. Mm. I'm like, screwed asleep. And then she's just asleep. And I'm like, well, okay. Back okay. to my glass of I'm wine. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, like, I think in many ways, being a single gay guy, mm-hmm. it gives you such freedom to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'll do whatever you tell me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any societal pressures. You don't have any yeah. guilt. I can hold my hands up without fear of anyone judging me and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Because they all already think it anyway. <laughs> so like they're- You're like leaning in to society. I'm leaning into their stereotypes, right? And in many ways, that's so sad that women, probably especially, especially heterosexual women, because their men probably don't help much, yeah. they don't have that option to yeah. say, hey, why do you think I know what I'm doing? Right. Yeah. Just because I, no, carry, just I carry this thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's such a cop out from the yeah. guys. Oh, she's a mom. She'll know. No, she fucking won't. Yeah. yeah. She's figuring it out. She's all up on that Google. Right. Like and it. she's and not she, also not allowed to ever say that. Ever. She's never and allowed to she be probably unhappy is in or physical discomfort. No. Yeah. Right. She might well be in mental discomfort. Yeah. And you're like, oh, women's instinct. You're like, oh, right. fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. These guys need to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> like I went to a, a parents group near me. 
and just listening to these guys speak i never went back yeah because they're like oh my wife will understand that i'm like you're such a coward yeah yeah why yeah. would you put all this Good pressure on her i didn't yeah. say it out loud of course not that brave no you think it no but you're thinking <laughs> oh, no, i thought it and didn't go back it was <laughs> yeah. very clear well, the way that i walked you, out of Anna the room boy. it was very clear yeah <laughs> it was very clear uh, how, you were not coming back <laughs> oh i was cowardly and disappointed and that was clear in my strut maybe even been a swish <laughs> but i want to know i want to know because you're a guy and we're ladies and you did uh, adhere to this schedule that was set up for you did you yeah. ever have any rough nights Adhering no. to the schedule or rough times whatsoever. I mean, I'm probably, just I'm so desperate. I would say there's probably been <laughs> there's probably been half a dozen times when they every so often don't like the afternoon nap. Mm -hmm. So they do. They used to do two to four. Then it was two to four. Now it's, uh, we just changed to three to five. So every every so couple of months, the actual staggering seems to like lose its effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So I'll just chat with the au pair and we just move them. We just kept them awake for half an hour longer in the morning mm -hmm. and half an hour longer in the afternoon because they were they were waking up early anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's worked well for that. We did it like a week now. So the afternoon nap, every so often they'll just blast right through. Mm -hmm. And and then you're like, well, I didn't get any rest. <laughs> Nothing worse when I they drop that I nap. didn't do any chores. Ugh. And then you're like, and now I've got to get you up. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want to. No, I yeah. don't want to get you yeah. up. I don't want to get you up because you're going to be so miserable. Up. And I don't want to see you right no. now because no. you just, that was my time. Yeah. yeah. You cry on your, your time. own time. You didn't get your time. <laughs> and then it's those moments where you just, I sort of put my head in my hands and maybe just have a little like couple of deep breaths. And I'm like, you've got to, because otherwise you'll pay for it tonight or you'll pay for it tomorrow night. And yep. that's the wonderful thing about the human body. You can you can normally always crank it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can you know? eke it out if you have to. You can to. eke it out. Yeah. You can not cuddle them so much. You can put on a cartoon, right? <laughs> yeah. You can be like- You phone it in a little bit, you can still get in, through it. You can it. phone it in a little yeah. bit, but you'll get through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've been really, really on it. Isn't that parenting though? You'll always get through it and it'll always be okay in some way, I think. I mean, I'm not done yet. I don't know if you're I mean, ever well, done. Even when you're done? counting down the minutes, it's, it ends eventually. Yeah. And then you're counting down the minutes the next day. Totally. I mean, I do cut it short sometimes. I go to bed at eight. I'm like, oh, 7.50 is close enough. Yeah, yeah. There's a new episode of Succession from last night that I want to watch. Yeah. Like, I need to have I'll time be like, to I'll be like, all right, guys, screens are off. You're going in, brush teeth. And they'll be like, it's like seven. And I'll be like, well, you're going to do some reading back there. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> I, I, and I started saying to them, I started saying, I'm off the clock. I, yeah. am, I am off the clock now. And they're just like... <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> no, they know. Oh, they do. Yeah, and and they'll and they'll throw the door open because because then you, you're not there yet. But then the endless cycle of coming back and opening your door and oh. coming back and for like one more thing and one more thing and one more thing. Yeah. And the other day, Henry comes flying down, throws the door open, and I just turn. I just said turned, and he said what? And I turned him, and he goes, "Never mind." And they just closed <laughs> the door, walked out. And That's I was a smart like, kid. And yeah, and I was at the same time. I was like, "Oh, am I a bad person? Am I supposed to go back?" Or it's like the he'll never not. You know, I'm just, I'm just still in awe that this schedule works so well for you. <laughs> it does. I'm I mean, so happy for you, Matt. It's, She's not happy for you. No, I, I <laughs> not even a bit. I don't, do you think she actually believes me? Is she like, I think. No, I really you believe, believe you. Me? No, I she believe believes you, but she's, you she's look having, so calm. there's very complicated feelings going on in Jamie's head you right should now. Have, you should have read the email that I tried to write to Robin today when I was dealing with my kid, which was all disjointed because I couldn't get a for, single thought together. So the emails I get are always like, yes. <laughs> and then I say, well, I was like, <laughs> Okay, there was four questions in my email, but thank you. <laughs> it's true. So I'm really happy for you that it's, that schedule's working out. It's been a it's been a real blessing. Like it really has. Great, yeah.
Well, thank you. I mean, the, for sharing the story, I think I don't, you're a model for a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know how to say that better, but you're very sweet. Thank you. No, yeah. seriously. It just, I, I loved hearing all about the twins and all about just everything. It's just, well, we talk about how you're we, like, we were saying when you first came in, you're like this unicorn, you're a single gay dad by choice, but you were saying that you have learned that you are not a unicorn whatsoever. Like there's so many of you out there. Yeah. It's very disappointing. That I didn't even know. Oh, I know. I thought English accent, single. Right. Well, I'm kids, sorry for like, you on the unicorn front, but I'm glad we learned that there are more no, single I, gay dads by yeah. choice. I, I went to a, a good friend of mine. He had a, a wonderful five-year-old. Uh, I went to their birth, his birthday party and literally it was full of single, single gay, gay dads. dads. And even two single gay dads of twins. Wow. So I'm not even special in Brooklyn as a single gay father of twins. I'm just, you know, just... Single gay dad. It's regular. I mean, listen, I you're knocking another park with these two everywhere. lesbians. You are special to us. Yes. <laughs> well, I and we're both that. obviously going to now just try to set you up with people. That's probably all we're going to do. And you're <laughs> going to be like, actually, I don't need help. He has Stop no it. time. I know. I am actually dating like someone who's, who is wonderful. <gasps> oh, you are. Yeah. Oh. But I, I do have free time. Between yeah. five and five thirty in the morning, and then eight thirty to nine at night, <laughs> and that's so, your time with your schedule. Fun in there, that, yeah. You're like, come over at five in the morning, or he's there, and then return. I sometimes want to say to him, like, "Sorry, you're not dating somebody else." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like but he's in it. He's absolutely. That's amazing. one thing we didn't touch upon is your dating world, and you're well. I mean, you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm uh, very, very blessed in many, many Yay. ways. He's one of them. Yay, boyfriend. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to want pictures of all of this. And also, as Jamie and I say to everyone, and no one ever listens, but have us over for dinner. We'd really like to come. We, you know, everybody says they're going to have us over. Everybody does. I've stopped even acting excited when asking. And Robin even lives in Brooklyn. So, uh, I mean, not too far from you. you okay. Know, so. So 8.30 to 9 o'clock. <laughs> <By the> way, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I enjoyed myself. Yes. Thank you for coming. This Take has care. been great. So great. Okay. Jamie. Yeah. I, 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 that was great. First of all, mm -hmm. I, I, I loved him. He's, He's so amazing. charismatic. My God. But I, I feel like you had some strong feelings going on there about the scheduling portion of that I am conversation. Just, I am just flabbergasted that that he sticks to the schedule and it actually works and you know good for him that it worked i don't know i have but yes i, I have I, feelings i, I feel I don't like know. your feelings are like you think there's judgment from other people who manage the schedule but that but that like that you couldn't or is right that well yeah a little bit like even you've said it yourself robin when yeah, you had I your did. first and she was so easy to keep on schedule you thought well what's wrong with all the moms who can't do it well right? i didn't so know like, if i did that i i what i felt was that daycare helped with the scheduling because mm -hmm. it, it's an institution. And I think that's some of what he was saying is he had people who that's all they do is put babies on schedules. And mm -hmm. I think if you had had that, it might have worked for you. I don't think it would have. It might not have. I really don't think it would have. I, I mean, who, can who say? knows? But, experts are experts. But don't you think the most important part is that you don't feel bad about yourself for it? And I, I hope you didn't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad about myself. I just I just want to speak up for all of those mothers out there who maybe had mm -hmm. a hard time getting their kids on a schedule and who, who are still struggling. Yeah, that's important. With life with kids. Like, yeah. you know, we're, no all, we're all on, this, on a different spectrum with this motherhood thing, fatherhood thing. And not everybody and, can afford that kind no. of help. Right, he, exactly. He's, you know, he's blessed. He's blessed. Hashtag blessed. And as they like, say. I'm like, a part of me wants to like hire that person. <laughs> Listen, I bet we can. I, I got his email. We can, we can probably do that. 
Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's the guy who had some strong feelings about stuff, about mm-hmm. like the race of his of his child, about nannies, about scheduling, about his life. Like he just had strong Listen, opinions. He's made strong choices yep. and he's got it all figured out he knows in what he his wants. mind for how, how it's going to be and how it's going to go. And that works for him. Yeah. Me trying to make decisions on how it's going to be and how it's going to go never works for yeah. me. So that's that how I, that doesn't work for yeah. me. And I, <laughs> but, I just think, I, coming out of that for me, I just feel like it's important that we do our very best not to judge each other. Yeah, embrace and then, everybody. Yeah, and then also like like our job is to create the space where he could tell his story. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's our story. It's his story. And he right. shared it and I think that's great. Yeah, and, and it's going to resonate with a lot of people out there. Sure, absolutely. Well, I hope so. Well, I mean, all the, all the five listeners. <laughs> um, okay, all right. We love Matt. Love uh, him, and he's very handsome. Oh, he was so handsome, so charismatic. And we wanted to check him out, on, and we got extra content with him on Patreon. Oh, yeah. So you can, where you can support us over there, patreon.com slash ovaries talk. You get all kinds of extra cool content there and parenting advice yeah. and behind the scenes crap. And videos, and, and you can see what he looks like. All I mean, the he, mess he, of the Jamie and Robin <laughs> are in, in video. Um, <laughs> like but, everybody wants that. But I, I forgot to say, we guested on a podcast oh, uh, yes. that was on September 5th. Relationship. Shit. That's what I said. I know. I was just, I was emphasizing <laughs> for the audio. It, really great guys. Mm-hmm. So cool. Gay guys um, who highlight um, people, gay couples or queer couples mm-hmm. in relationships. And they ta- their tag is the, it's this gay look at a traditional relationship and values aims to add queer discussion by highlighting examples of positive same-sex couples discussing common relationship issues, interviewing real people. That was me and Jamie <laughs> about their real dating or real struggles. Relationship got, struggles. Yeah. 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 Identifying newsworthy gay content and answering listener questions. And it's hosted by this a married monogamous gay male couple, the Critellis, Marco and Tony. I mean, it's it was a great show. We had a fun time. So you yeah. guys check they them use out. a lot of humor to show, mm-hmm. you know, the lo- big spectrums of relationships that are out there. And it's so funny because Robin and I are not in a relationship. We're not. And we were like, oh God, do they think we're in a relationship? Oh God, I hope not. I know. And then they asked us, <laughs> the, the first question they asked us was for our elevator pitch and we were not prepared for that. <laughs> I, I was like, how could we How not? dare we do that to people? I, That's we were like, so hard. Uh, <laughs> So we get better though. Stay with the interview. Anyway, yeah. listen, folks, just keep the conversation. Let's keep this conversation going. You join us on social. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash ovaries talk for all kinds of cool extra content. And thank our Patreons who joined us. Aline Vanderjockneed. I think that's how we Junkied. say her last name. Junkied. She needs to send needs us a message send us a because memo. I've said her name so many times now and I, I hate if I'm saying it wrong. Send Aline us a Vander voice Jonke. memo with exactly how to say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kim Curtis. Sally Morgan. Shout mm-hmm. out Sally Morgan. Shout out Kim Curtis. And Leanna Jellin. Shout out Leanna Jellin. All of our sponsors. So thank you guys. Yeah. And catch us at Ovaries Talk on Twitter. Ovaries underscore talk on Insta. And if these ovaries could talk on Facebook. Just, and, and join our community there. Yeah. You can talk to all the other listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank you to our sponsors, BetterHelp and Literati. Okay. And I then think- on the paper up there, Jamie, it says, say goodbye but we don't do that we oh, say eggs eggs oh freeze <laughs> out out eggs out <laughs>